0: Welcome to Career Case Study, a podcast presented by the Carroll School of Management at Boston College. I am Andrew, and on today's episode, we talk with Samir Jaluria, who is a strategy and operations consultant at Slalom Consulting.
1: Samir takes us through his time in the healthcare industry, why he chose to come to BC, ultimately what he did at Boston College, where he ended up afterwards, and how he ended up at Slalom and what he's doing now. We hope you enjoy. We'll jump right in. So, Samir,
0: if you could tell us a little bit about what you did prior to coming to Boston College, that would be great.
2: Yeah, so just to give you a little background, so I'm from Northern California. I started off uh, right after undergrad in 2004 working in a small um, IT healthcare consulting firm. I'm not even consulting, firm, it was startup. Um, so, I didn't do consulting out of undergrad. Um, so I worked, you know, for three years, I got promoted a couple of times, um, you know, got a little lucky in terms of, you know, got to work with some of our international partners, got to travel, uh, represent the company companies some fairs. So it was pretty interesting. Um, but while I like being on that kind of marketing partnership, business development um, aspect, uh, you know, or side of the business, what I realized is I needed to hone you know, some operations and project management skills. So I went yeah. to work for a healthcare group purchasing organization um, called Broadlane, now And So uh, just to give you a little background, a group purchasing organization or GPO back in the day, about a decade ago, used to do contracting on behalf of a lot of hospitals. So contracting, procurement, supply chain. Um, and I was working solely dedicated to Kaiser Permanente. Uh, I was an in-house employee for Broadlane, but worked for Kaiser uh, helping to streamline their procurement and pro- um, sort of um contract management process uh, ran a bunch of RFIs and RFPs um, you know got my first taste of client service and really really liked it and I said to myself okay if I want to rise and I want to go into management consulting, I need to go get an MBA because um, there are a couple of things I didn't have. Like I had zero finance or accounting experience. Right. And I wanted to get some exposure to other industries. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I chose Boston college. I, you know, there's several reasons. Again, I I didn't want to pursue a career finance or accounting, but I knew that in order to be a successful management consultant, I would need to be well versed in those areas. And they have, you know, He has stellar finance and accounting programs. And, um, you know, it was a smaller school, so I had the opportunity to have a bigger impact. I was the co-president of the Consulting Club uh, my second year. Um, I helped actually put together the Alumni Advisory Board. Uh, You know, I interned at a boutique consulting firm called GFK Bridgehead in the suburbs of Boston uh, between my first and second year. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I kind of – kind of jumped into sort of why I chose Boston College. So um, sure. yeah, that was kind of what I was doing before and why I chose BC versus some other schools.
1: No, that makes a ton of sense. And I think that was a great introduction into why you had chose BC. And in terms of BC, can you talk about your experience the first year and what you kind of took, what you started to learn and how that guided towards what internships you were going to look at, like you said?
2: Sure. So... Um, yeah. I mean, the first year was really tough. I'm not going to lie. It was really tough. I had some long, long nights uh, sitting over in Fulton, which I do not miss. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, like I, I felt like I learned so much uh, from my first year out there. I'd say I was able to look at my previous jobs uh, from a different perspective or a different lens. And I said, wow, if I had the power, I would have told upper management at both of my firms to do a few things differently. Like you know, for example, cultivating careers or like, you know, working with partnerships differently or focusing on the local market versus the global market. So Mm -hmm. I I think it provided me that perspective. And also um, as someone who was an avid reader of the financial times, I was able to actually understand more of those financial aspects from my classes. Um, But but I also, I learned a ton from my peers, Um, you know, while I was able to share my strong healthcare background, that's what I did before B school and done a bit of it since then. I, um, you know, I felt like I learned so much from my peers about just different companies. I learned a lot about management. I think one of the best classes mm-hmm. I ever took, and he doesn't teach there anymore, was Bob Radin's um, class, uh, which was just around sort of organizational behavior. And mm-hmm. I just learned so much from that class about what works in companies and what doesn't. And it's funny having been a consultant now for a number of years and, you know, over a decade in some form or another, like it's it's really interesting to see just how useful that class was.
1: Definitely. No, that makes a ton of sense. And I think that's something me and Andrew have experienced as well, especially the large amount of hours in Fulton. Um, And I know you were also involved in the admissions office as well. Um, Yes. Could you just talk about what you saw from prospective MBA students? What was really sticking out for BC and kind of how that influenced your impression of BC, you know, long term?
2: Absolutely. So I'll answer that. And then I realized I didn't answer the internship one. So let me do the admissions one. Different. No worries. So, um, yeah, I mean, so just to add another reason why I came to BC, they did give me a partial scholarship and part of that involved working in the admissions office. Gotcha. Um, so with that, my first year I did some very, very basic road work. I literally collated files um you know reviewed you know the applications for their completeness um you know and and kind of look through what people how people are responding and I have a couple of things to say about that. Number one, it was a great training ground for my second year where I was interviewing prospective candidates. You know everyone wants to yeah. you know go do the cool thing right away the sexy thing but you know it's, it's sometimes very, very important to realize you've got to understand the basics first before you can jump ahead, right? It's like why they teach you to, to manually calculate two by two equals four uh, before, instead of just having you go and use a calculator right away, right? You need to understand the, the underlying logic. Similarly with the admissions office, that's why they had us do all that collating. And I'm, I'm glad I did because I, I came across a bunch of applications, including just like ones that were so poorly written. Um, and yeah. I said, "Wow, well, all you had to do is, you know, even if you couldn't afford a proofreader, find someone, you know, that's very bright, um, and just have them look at it. You know, it doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Um, so that was one of my takeaways from the first year touching onto the second year. Um, I mean, it was great to see just how many people were interested in BC from all over the world. Um, what was, what, what was surprising was that there was just so many international kids, which is great because I think, you know, the United States is still seen as this sort of beacon of, of, of education in the world. Um, you know, um, I would say in addition, what I, um, what I also took away was just sort of the mix of people that I interviewed that um, that interviewed at BC. I mean, I can tell you honestly, yeah. there were some candidates that candidates that just blew me away. I mean, I was very impressed with how prepared they were, how humble they were, and and this um, intellectual curiosity they had. You know, asking about our inter, you know international travel programs, our Warren Buffett trips, and the classes why I came in those are the candidates that impressed me the best. And those are the ones that I, I've sort of prodded with admissions. I'm like, Hey, these guys seem like superstars. And obviously that I'm just one data point, you know, in the whole admissions process. But, um, I was happy to see that a couple of those folks ended up at BC the following year.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, you kind of, you did your first internship within healthcare. Um, it's with really within healthcare consulting. Coming yeah. from a healthcare background, what drew you to consulting and kind of like, what did you look for in terms of firms when you were ready to kind of go out in the market? Because I'm sure like, you know, the Deloitte to the world kind of recruit big FBC, um, but kind of what led you to the consulting firms that you wound up at?
2: So, uh, yeah, I think that's a very good question. So, you know, I also have to put some, uh, or rather contextualize this. So, when I was in B school, I was in there um, at BC between 2009 and 2011. So, this gotcha. is after, you know, during the Great Recession, um, you know, this was after the big crash. So, jobs were scarce. Um, and so were internships, right? A lot of companies weren't um, hiring interns. And so, the advice that was given to me by the MBA missions office, which was very, very salient, was look, I know you want to do management consulting, you know, you have this client service experience, which I did. And that's why I was interested in doing consulting is taking that client service to the next level. Um, you know, that I did with Kaiser. And I was told, look, get the consulting experience. And if you want to do that, focus on healthcare consulting because that's your background. It's a lot easier to to make the move from industry to you know, uh, consulting in that specific vertical versus switching verticals. And so I took that logic um, and applied that to help, you know, to the types of firms I was looking for. In addition, I had some pair provider experience working with Kaiser before, and I wanted to get some pharma life sciences, biotech experiences. Uh, mm-hmm. The place I um, interned at, GFK Bridgehead um, actually posted on the MBA uh, job board. And so I just applied and had some very good phone interviews. Went and met with them. Very good fit in terms of what I was looking to gain out of my um, internship. Yet my experience over at Kaiser. And you know, the next day they called me and offered the internship, and I accepted it the next day. So it was a very good fit. It was a great place to be for the for the summer. Um, in addition to spending a great summer in Boston, I had a fantastic opportunity to work with some really, really bright people and really just pick up some experience in the pharma life sciences sector, which was great. Um, And it played a role in where I landed after business school. So I I, uh, also went to another boutique firm after business school called the Alexander Group. And I chose them for a couple of reasons. One, they were growing their sort of pharma, med device, life sciences practice. Two, they liked that I had some pair provider experience, um, but also because I was working in, I would be working in sales and marketing strategy, and that is the heart of corporate strategy, and that's what I wanted to gain experience in. And that's, you know, that I'm glad I got that strategy experience for the first couple of years out of B-School. So that's sort of why I chose the internship and how it played a role in helping me get a job after business school.
1: Gotcha. That makes perfect sense. And then if you look forward into your career after that first placement, and then you go down the line to another consulting firm, um, as another role, what kind of led you to make that change? What were you looking for at the time? And then ultimately, what was that role all about?
2: So, yeah, so I will answer that uh, by saying this. is I'm actually currently at my fourth consulting firm, um, after business school, um, so I want to caveat that I've, I've sort of been around the consulting world a little bit. So,
0: gotcha. Um,
2: you know, the Alexander Group was a great place to work. Um, I got some very good experience for two years, but I wanted to focus on not just the pure sort of upstream sales and marketing strategy, but I wanted to focus uh, a little bit more on the execution and do a little bit more sort of broader, broader strategy. Because one of the things I had realized with you know when when working with clients, is a strategy is great, but if you don't have a, a, a plan to operationalize it, then the strategy becomes a little tough to execute. And so I wanted to hone in on those execution and some change management skills. So right. went to a boutique firm in Silicon Valley where I'm from. I'm from Northern California called Triance. And I honestly wanted to step away from healthcare for a little bit. I wanted to get some cross-industry experience. Um, so I got to work with some tech. Tech clients. I worked with a real estate client. I worked with an insurance client. I even worked with the smallest of the Emirates. Uh, so just give you some background on one of the coolest projects I worked at. So yeah. smallest of the Emirates uh, called Umo Coin, about an hour and a half outside of glitzy and glamorous Dubai. Um, you know, needed a uh, sort of a smart government or a, a digital government strategy as well as a, a roadmap and execution plan. And so I was part of a team that went out and spent nearly a month on the ground out there sort of, you know, working with the crown prince to build out their strategy, you know, meet with all these various departments and then work with them to build out a, a, a change plan and a, a, a sort of a product roadmap. Cool. So, Very cool. So did that, um, and then at the beginning of 2015, I was actually recruited to join my previous employer called North Highland, uh, which was a larger firm. Um, it was still a smaller office in San Francisco, but, you know, it was, it was going to about a 1,500 person, 13 to 1,500 person consulting firm, and um, they were actually looking to build out not only the San Francisco market, but uh, people with sales and operations, uh, sorry, strategy and operations experience and um, healthcare. Okay. So I met with them, and, uh, you know, I started working out there. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a good experience. I was there for about three years. I worked, I uh, did, again, a lot of healthcare work, pair provider work, did that blend of strategy execution. But I also worked with a couple other neat clients. I was working with, I'd say my best project there was uh, this startup, like this startup tech innovation lab that a major bank had in San Francisco. And so I was working with, with essentially a startup to help build out their operating model. So not only their you know, processes, but their racy matrix, their technology governance, you know, how they administer the technology Um, and a few other things. So that was a neat project. And then my current employer is Psalm Consulting. Uh, which is an even bigger and better firm. Um, You know, I had conversations with them for a couple of years, but Uh I joined at the right time, which was the beginning of 2018 um, as they were building up their strategy and operations practice in San Francisco. So I've been doing strategy and operations work for over a year. I've worked with a couple of tech clients here, uh, sold some work in the healthcare space. Um, Right now I'm working with a Uh, digital e-commerce retailer to build out their operating model as they expand internationally. So uh, that's sort of where I've ended in consulting right now. And it's sort of my sweet spot is that blend of strategy and operations.
0: Gotcha. So like looking back now, um, what's one piece of advice that you would give to current and uh, prospective MBA students who are, you know, like Josh and myself who are ready to graduate in a couple of months? What do you wish you knew then that you now know?
2: Uh, So a couple of things I'll say. So one thing I wish I had known is um, don't be afraid if a project, whether you're in-house or on a consulting site, or an opportunity is presented to you because someone left or because, you know, uh, it doesn't seem as, as interesting, like just take it and find a way to make it more interesting. Yeah. I mean, I can't even tell you how many of my client projects um, that have been the most successful have been because someone else couldn't go or someone quit at the client yeah. or, um, you know, someone, you know, someone at my current, pro, you know, at my current employer, um, you know, you know, left and, and, you know, just go in and say, you know what, that's okay. I'm going to do my best. And, you know, a lot of times it's funny. I've just come in and I've shined because I was providing a fresh perspective and I was the one who got extended. So that was, that's the one thing I would say and that applies to in-house and that was, that advice was given to me by a prior boss as well. It's like, don't be afraid to take the unsexy work. So that is one thing I'll pass on to you. And I wish I paid more attention to that. The, The second thing is I cannot, overemphasize the value of networking network 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 not just with your classmates but the part-time folks the people that work there alumni you know wherever you move to after um, you graduated work just keep on just networking meet with people in your industry you know find ways to get introduced to other folks just to you know make sure you build that network out there because that can help you in a couple of ways. If you're like me in the consulting world and as you rise, you know, your your role becomes a little bit more sort of strategic, more sales oriented, right? I want to make sure that I have that network that I can tap into to see if there are opportunities for my current employer to play a role. Definitely. Um, and if you're an in industry, you know, you want to make sure you have contacts in case, you know, you're at a, a job and it doesn't work out or, you know, you move, you, you know, move, you move across the country or you just want to try something different. So network, network, network. The other advantage of networking is, I've called people so many times in other industries just to get advice from them. I'm like, hey, I met a current client. This is what I'm thinking. Like, uh-huh. let me bounce this off you. And it's just a way to get a fresh perspective. And I've done that a couple of times and it's been great. So awesome. I would definitely recommend that.
0: Great, awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. I know we're kind of getting up to your, your time limit here. Uh-huh. I just wanna say thank you again for kind of participating in this. Um, it, it's been very helpful.